Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. I mentioned it yesterday, but only in passing. So I want to actually start the program right here. It is very rare that you see legitimate coach-on-coach crime in the NFL. Don't get me wrong. I wish we saw it more often because I love to see it. (laughs) Love to see it. Love to see it. Love to see it. I love to see it. I just rarely see it. And I don't actually think that that was Sean Payton's actual goal when he was spouting off to USA Today earlier this week. Like, I don't think that Sean Payton's crosshairs were necessarily fixed on Bob Sala or really even the Jets in general when he let those quotes fly. Bob and company simply got caught up in the shrapnel, which I'm sure they don't mind because it only gave Robert receipts more unbelievable material for his favorite shoebox where he keeps all them receipts. And the, keeps a private. I keeps a private shoebox of receipts. You know, I keep a private. And the biggest bulletin board that he could find at one Jets drive for all of this noise. In case you missed these scuds, fired off by Sean Payton. And for the record, I love that Payton is getting nice like this. In case you missed the scuds, what he actually was trying to do, believe it or not, was back up his quarterback. He was trying to pump up Russett Potato Wilson by deflecting the blame for last season's nuclear disaster onto Nate Can't Hack It. Thank you, Alvin. Alvy's on his game. Alvy ain't playing today. All right, so here are the quotes in case you missed it. Let me run through them quickly because they're all amazing. This is Peyton, quote, it's not just Russell. It was a poor offensive line. It might have been one of the worst coaching jobs in the history of the NFL. That's how bad it was. Everything I heard about last season, we're doing the opposite. He continued, quote, there's 20 dirty hands for what was allowed, tolerated in the freaking training rooms, the meeting rooms, the offense. I don't know, Hackett. A lot of people had dirt on their hands. It wasn't just Russell. He didn't just flip. He still has it. This BS that he hit a wall, shoot, they couldn't get a play in. They were 29th in the league in pre-snap penalties on both sides of the ball. Wait, there's more. Quote, it doesn't happen often where an NFL team or organization gets embarrassed. And that happened here. Part of it was their own fault. Relative to spending so much expletive time trying to win the offseason, the PR, the pomp, the circumstance, marching people around and all this stuff. He goes on. I mean, this dude is rolling. Quote, we're not doing any of that. The Jets. All right, so now he's dragging the Jets in. The Jets did that this year. You watch Hard Knocks? All of it. I can see it coming. Remember when Dan Snyder put that dream team together? I was at the Giants. I was a young coach. Thought, how are we going to compete with them? Dion's there now. That team won eight games or whatever. So listen, just put the work in. End of quote. Damn, my man was on one. Somebody pull Sean off of 
Well, pretty much everybody. Someone call someone. Sean Payton is killing guys here. I mean, there are scorched earth interviews, and then there's that. He essentially annihilated everybody not named Russet Potato Wilson. And yes, that included the Jets and new Jets OC, Nate Can't Hack It. So, of course, these quotes were going to get run back to Bobby Receipts. And, of course, Bobby Receipts was going to respond to them quotes. I'm not going to acknowledge Sean on that. Is he, you know, he's been in the league a while. He can say whatever the hell he wants. But, uh, but as far as, you know, what we have going on here, it's, um, you know, the, I kind of live by saying, if you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. So hate away. You know, it's uh, obviously we're doing something right if you got to talk about us when we don't play you till week four. And I'm good with it, you know. But, uh, you know, the guys in our locker room, they, they've earned everything that's coming to them. Um, um, and really excited about what's going on. I think Hackett's doing a phenomenal job here. Him, the uh, coaching staff is doing a phenomenal job. And, and we're focused on us. I get it. There's a lot of external noise. There's a lot of people who are hating on us. There's a lot of people looking for us to fail. There's a lot of crows pecking at our neck. Uh, but all you can do is spread your wings, keep flying high until those crows fall off and suffocate from the inability to breathe. It's a whole other analogy I'll get into later. Oh, no, dude. Feel free to get into that analogy right this damn second. I'm starting to really like Robert. I'm starting to really like this dude. That is an analogy that I will get into a little later. No, dude. No, dude. Do it right now. Do it right now. I need to hear the rest of the analogy about the crows suffocating. I love this dude. He starts off by saying, I'm not going to acknowledge Sean. He's been in the league a hell of a long time. He can say whatever the hell he wants. I am not going to acknowledge Sean. Only to acknowledge Sean. To respond and escalate. This guy went from zero to suffocating birds in about three seconds flat. Man, there is so much gold in that clip. Don't don't get lost in how he said it. Think about what he's saying. I love what I heard. I love what I see. I love what I'm hearing. I almost want to throw this dude a golden ticket. Quote, if you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. So hate away. If you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. So Seriously, hate away. man, just start slamming that haterade. Quote, obviously we're doing something right. If you got to talk about us when we don't play you until week four. Talk about us when we don't play you until week four. Right? And then the money shot. There's a lot of crows pecking in our neck. But all you can do is spread your wings and keep flying high until those crows fall off and suffocate from the inability to breathe. All you can do is spread your wings, keep flying high until those crows fall off and suffocate from the inability to breathe. It's a whole but he's going to finish that analogy later on. No, dude. Drop everything. I know I will. Finish it now. I, I don't know what's better, honestly. Peyton's incredible firebombing of everything that happened in Denver before he arrived or the response from Bob Sala. And incredibly enough, as amazing as Bob's clapback was, believe it or not, Jets tackle Billy Turner's was even better. Billy was actually in Denver last year. 
he clearly did not appreciate or agree with Peyton's analysis on the situation because he jumped onto IG and wrote the following. Check this out. This is amazing. Quote, this is what he said about Peyton. Quote, seems like someone started training camp and is trying to soften the blow after realizing what he's in for this season. Bleeping bum. Quote, unquote. And then he went with two amazing hashtags. Hashtag Bountygate. Hashtag Childish. So why am I hyped on this? For one thing, he did not use bleeping. He went with the F-bomb. Bleeping bum. Effing bum. That is an epic response. So epic That is bum smack that I will absolutely allow. You know, one of the only rules on this show is no bum smack. I put a a moratorium on bum smack. We don't talk about bums. Number one, they're homeless. They're not bums. They're homeless. And number two, why would you mock somebody who doesn't have enough to eat or a place to live and is freezing cold and is sick? I don't allow that. Except I will allow this. This bum smack is allowable. Not only will I allow it, I'm going to encourage it. And he didn't just call this guy a bum. He called him a bleeping bum. And then he hashtagged bounty gate. He bounty gated Peyton. Hashtag childish. Hashtag legendary freaking clapback from an O-lineman. I mean, seriously, what's better than this? We have coach on coach crime. You have player on coach crime. You have unhinged analogies. You have bum smack, which I will allow. You have shrapnel flying in every direction. You have a sack of potatoes being defended by a legendary coach. You have the charred remains of Nate Cat Hackett coaching the Jets offense. And you have Robert Sala a.k.a. Robert Receipts, taking note of all of it. And we're what? Three, four days into camp? Man, Bob's right. If you don't got no haters, you ain't popping. And the Jets are definitely popping. Say whatever you want about them right now, but you cannot deny it. The team is popping. I love it. I also love Sean getting loose. I love Peyton getting loose. I love it when guys who matter actually say things that matter. He let it rip. And he's trying to juice up Russet. I guess what I'm trying to say is I am hyped that football season is back. Now get me to week one. No, better yet, get me to week four. Get me to week four in Denver for Jets v. Broncos, Bob v. Sean, can hack it v. Sack of Potatoes. Can't wait. You ain't got no haters. You hey, ain't wait, popping. there's more. So hate away. Hate away. There's even more. After the Sean Payton smack, I'm probably going to put DeAndre Hopkins second for cracking our very own jungle legend, Shawnee. How I did not get to this earlier, I don't know. But I'm going to get to it right now. If you're not following, and why wouldn't you be? But if you're not following the Cablin Asian, he cracked on DeAndre Hopkins, the former Texan, by showing video of DeAndre practicing. 
video of him practicing with the caption, rare footage of DeAndre practicing. I mean, that's social media right there. That's good, right? I mean, the Cabo Nation's really good at what he does. However, DeAndre did not appreciate it. DeAndre responded with a now-deleted tweet, and I quote, he directed this right at the Cabo Nation, a direct response, quote, just buy my jersey for your wife at this point. I'm sure she's tired of hearing my name in your sleep. End of tweet. It's DeAndre Hopkins to our very own Cabo Nation. Generally, wife smack is in play in the smack off. I don't condone it, but we allow it. It probably would score some points. But I don't know. I don't know, D-Hop. Nothing about Shawnee being on Jenny Craig. Couldn't work that in. Credit. Nothing on Shawnee's low T. Couldn't get that in. Nothing on Shawnee being follicularly challenged. Come on, D-Hop. Do your work. Credit to another former Jungle staffer, Austin Huff, for screenshotting the deleted tweet and captioning it, quote, DeAndre Hopkins just outsmacked a five-time smack-off champ. The smack-off. <laughs> I love the Jungle Tree, man. Look at all my guys. Calvin Asian, Austin Huff, just killing the game, both of them. Proud of you dudes. Proud of you, Shawnee. Hey, Dallas, I'm really proud of you, dude. Dallas Huff is now Austin Huff. You know Austin Huff's killing the game as a morning man in a top five market? Love it. Love to see it. Love to see <laughs> Love it. Love to see it. Love to see Love it. to see all that smack, too. It's so good to have football back. So, so good. Hit me up. 1-800. Also, apparently, DeAndre, I don't know who slid into whom's DMs, but DeAndre wanted to make sure that Shawnee apparently understood that he wasn't cracking on about his wife. It wasn't wife smack. He wasn't talking about he wasn't talking about me sleeping with your wife. I think that he was kind of just trying to acknowledge, like, dude, why are you so obsessed with me? Why why are you so why am I so in your head that while you sleep, you're mentioning my name? Your wife's probably sick of it. She might as well buy my jersey. I, I don't know. I, I didn't actually get into there or slide into their DMs, but I think they had a conversation about it. Discover credit cards do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you have earned doubled. All the cash back from eating at your favorite restaurant doubled. All the cash back from that trip where you sort of learned to snowboard also doubled. And the best part, you don't have to do anything ridiculous to get it. Discover does it automatically. Seriously, though. See terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. We are joined by the manager, Dave Roberts. My guy, Dave. What's going on, dude? How are you? My guy, Romy, what is happening? How you doing, brother? Good, Skip. How about you? How are things, Dave? So, you know what? 
if I weren't on a baseball field, the second place I would rather be is playing golf. And right now, as we speak, I'm at Sherwood Country Club, taking a call, talking to my guy, talking Dodger baseball and whatever you want to talk about it. So life is good, Romy. I I appreciate that so much. You know, Dave, there was a point in time, and I've got a lot of friends who live in that neighborhood, and I used to have a conversation with my wife about it that we need to move to Sherwood. We need to move to Sherwood. It is the most meticulous, manicured neighborhood I have ever seen in my life. And her argument was it's just too far out. But from a golf course standpoint – Man, how nice is that track? It's unbelievable. We're on 11 right now. Romy, if you guys can move out of Shady, I'll talk. You talk to your wife. I'll talk to my wife. We'll both move up to Sherwood and make it happen. But, uh, no, it's, like, amazing. And I'm trying to, as you and I have talked off air, and just trying to kind of talk about my life and find some balance. So I get so kind of uh, engrossed in baseball. So a little bit to get out for a little bit to get ready for the Reds this weekend. It's good for me, that work balance. uh ratio. I love that. Dave Roberts joining us. Listen, I, I've talked to many, many, many players and high achievers who say without golf, they don't know where they would be. It's, it's good for your mind. It's good to get away from that grind. So I see you working. I know what you're talking about. Dave, you mentioned the Reds. As you get ready to take on the Reds, you've overtaken the Diamondbacks to top the NL West. Overall, how do you feel about the group you have right now? I, I love our guys. Um, you know what? Last night, coming off the heels of this uh, Clayton Kershaw ping pong challenge, we raised a ton of money. Um, and I'll name drop Cedric the Entertainer was the MC, and Mookie and Freddie won the tournament. They beat uh, Clayton the host and uh, Austin Barnes. So that was fantastic. We had a great turnout. And, Romy, I'm telling you, every single one of our guys showed up and played, and uh, it, was a, it was a great event. And so I've been on record saying that I love all my teams, like you're, they're your children. But this team is, is special as far as culture and, and what we're doing. And uh, it, it's fun to see the way we're playing. And we got a good young Reds team coming to town. But uh, I love our club. And we're going to do some things at the deadline. We've made a couple moves already. But uh, I really like where we're uh, tracking. We're talking to Dave Roberts. You said so many things right there I could respond to. You mentioned Mookie. Let me ask you about Mookie. He's having another outstanding season, 27 home runs, 68 RBI. And it's not just his productivity at the plate, right? You can put this guy virtually anywhere you want defensively, including shortstop and second base. Like, have you ever been around a more versatile, more selfless, quieter superstar than Mookie Betts? Never, never. And I think the thing with Mookie, and I've told Mookie this himself, is like, the great thing about him and the bad thing about him is that he doesn't realize how much of a superstar and what a unique talent he is. And the humility is off the chart. You mentioned the, uh, the selflessness. And for me, Shohei is a different beast. And he's in a category by himself. But you get a guy that can play major league shortstop at a high level, play major league second base at a high level, can hit at an offensive uh, elite clip and to play gold glove right field he is one of one that can do that and how he's given me the uh, the versatility to use a roster and even as approaching this deadline it's like you can go a lot of different ways and that's because of Mookie and you know you get a superstar and we've all talked to superstars where 
They want to be in their comfort zone. They want to be in their lanes. They don't want deviation. And I respect that. But Mookie is a different beast with his humility. Los Angeles Dodgers manager Dave Roberts joining us. In fact, from the golf course, you mentioned the deadline already. You've got some new things to work with, which we can talk about in a moment. But you still have time between now and Tuesday. I get that you're in the dugout. I get that the front office is going to handle transactions. But you do fill out the lineup card every night. Would you like to add another bat or an arm or maybe both before the deadline hits Tuesday? I think for me right now, um, I, I love our first left. And now with uh, getting Kike back, getting Ahmed Rosario from Cleveland, I, I really love us first left. And I think right now if we can get a leverage bullpen arm and a starter, um, I, I think that we got a good chance to make a run. So um, our guys are in lockstep right now. So regardless, I've got so much trust in our guys. So I think for me it's about pitching when you want to win 11 games in October. Dave, if it's about pitching, let me ask you about Walker Bueller. Dodger fans have been waiting on him all season long to come back from that second Tommy John surgery. He's been throwing bullies. He says he's talking about a possible return in September. Is he being optimistic in saying that, or is that a realistic possibility? I, I think it's optimistic. But when you're talking about superstars that have superpowers, I don't think anything is off the table. And, and for me, if Walker says September 1 is on the table, it's on the table. And um, I think for us is everything in Arizona is tracking the right way. Uh, the buildup, he's on track. And so if we can kind of get him, continue to go, uh, as we get through September, through October, I, I don't see how he couldn't be a regular starter for us. So, again, this is the bet on Walker, but uh, his health, uh, first and foremost, is number one. Dave, you mentioned Clayton Kershaw. How's Kersh doing? He's on the aisle right now. Do that shoulder soreness which flared up last month. Is there any update on when he might make it back? Yeah, so Clayton is going to throw a, a live session, a two, three-inning live session to our guys, uh, either Saturday or Sunday. I think it's Saturday. I think it's tomorrow. And then at that point in time, I think we're going to pencil him into the rotation. Uh, if, if that goes well, and so we've been very uh, obviously conservative with Clayton, but uh, symptomatically he feels great. And, you know, if it wasn't for this IL stint, he was the front runner for the Cy Young. And so as we talk about GOATs and, and first ballot Hall of Famers, uh, this guy is uh, in that conversation. So I'm not going to bet against him. I, I like where he's at. He says he feels good. So. Romy, after Saturday or Sunday, I feel good that we can get him back with us. We're talking to Dave Roberts for another moment or two in the middle of a round. You mentioned Shohei, so I'll just follow up really quickly. Were you at all surprised that the Angels did not trade him and, in fact, became buyers at the market in an attempt to make the postseason and get him to stay? What's your reaction? You know what? I'm not. I'm not. I applaud the Angels. I applaud Artie and all those guys You know, to make this happen. And I think for me is. You know, we came up loving the loving sports, loving baseball, and I think that in the last decade, you see guys changing teams all the time. And so, to see a team that uh, hasn't been in the postseason since uh, the days of Soch, um, it, it's good to see those guys be all in to be buyers at the deadline. That AL West is wide open, and and uh, also for the wild card. So I think it's great for uh, Angel fans. I think it's good for baseball, and it's good for Shohei. So we'll see what happens. Obviously, they they made that ad, and they might do more at the deadline. So we'll see what happens. But uh, I like it. I, I like it. And for me, as a baseball fan, first, um, I love watching this guy play because uh, he's doing something that we've never seen in the sport of baseball. Dave, I think you said to me that you stepped away from the 11th tee to have this conversation. First of all, thank you so much for that. How are you hitting them? 
So I'm probably I'm a bogey golfer. I'm a 13-8. So I, I just told my buddy Burn that hey, I'm, just give me a bogey on the hole. So uh, it's supposed to be a great hole. <laughs> but hey, I just made bogey, Romy. So I'm doing all right. That's all right, man. I'll take that. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, Dave. Listen, I appreciate you so much, especially on that rare time, this time of year, for you to get to Sherwood or any other track and to spend some of that time with us. Can't appreciate it enough. Thanks so much, Dave. I really appreciate it. Have a great day, and I know we'll do it again soon. All right, Romy. You're the man. I appreciate you, man. Take care. U.S. Cellular is introducing us mode. You know, it's kind of like airplane mode, but for people, it's a way to set up your phone so it does not get in the way of people really being with each other. Block distractions. Make way for real connections. Give it a try. Visit U.S. Cellular in-store or online, and they'll help set up your phone to us mode free, even if you're not a customer. Built for superior 5G connection and real human connection, U.S. Cellular. Built for us. Find out more at uscellular.com slash find us. Maryland. Jim in Maryland. Good to have you, Jim. How are you? Good, Romy. How are you doing, man? Oh, great, dude. Great. Awesome, man. I've been listening since 99. I love the show. You've... Uh... I, re- I really appreciate how you break things down and make it under- understandable even for someone like me, man. Uh, Wells, couldn't happen to a better guy, man. Won't be missed. See you later, buddy. Um, great smack off this year, Romy. Great show. Um, little disappointed about Paul's dog, man. I kind of came around on him. I didn't like him at first. Uh, the smack off call wasn't that great. Uh, v in the feed, brother. Good job, man. Keep improving. Doing a great job. Um, I'm kind of flaming out here, Romy, but I appreciate the time. Uh, I'm out. Actually, you're not, Jim. You did great. I appreciate you. Thank you very much. Let's go to John in Philly, my dude. John, what's going on? How are you? Hey, Jim. I'm doing great, man. And uh, I just want to ask you one question. Who came up with the year-long smack-off season? Me. Is that you? That was me. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Because now we got plenty of time to lose the golden tickets that we get. We got plenty of time to really uh, up our game and bring on some heavy hitters. And I just want to say, Jimmy, hey, V, nice placing in the smack off. Uh, you did get a bit more original, but you're still annoying. And, Jim, I got to finish it out with this send you on vacation. I listened to Buzz Williams' reinvention project with you weeding the garden, what I call my jungle, uh, getting things cleaned up. Dude, so motivational. Um, The podcast is like getting this uh, cliff notes, if you will. And I can't encourage anybody enough to say, you want to step up your game, listen to these guys who are doing it, and they're giving you the tidbits that will help you get better. I mean, you got to keep feeding yourself is what Buzz was saying. And it's so true, and I know you do it, Jim, and I know this next two weeks – is going to fuel and fan the fire so that you can be more creative. So go, dude, go. I'll talk to you, man. My Out. man, I appreciate you, John. You get it. The AFC East. Now, that might be the most interesting and exciting division in the NFL right now. However, notice, and you know what's really interesting about that? It might be the most interesting and exciting division in the NFL right now, and we haven't heard word one from New England. Things are pretty quiet in New England. At least they were until Hunter Henry, a guy that I like, good player, and I like him a lot. However, he said something pretty unfortunate. 
Yesterday, he speaks to the media about his new offensive coordinator. And then things went from really quiet to really weird really quickly. Of course, the Pats' new OC is Bob, Bill O'Brien. He's been brought back to clean up that mess that Matt, the Ticonderoga, and Joe, the leader of men, made out of that offense last year. A mess so horrific that the Pats players openly ripped it to shreds after the season, even though they're all Pats players and they're not allowed to say anything about anything. We all know that the Patriots don't ever say bleep about bleep ever. Apparently, unless we're talking about the Ticonderoga's offense and play calling, and then they're comfortable busting out the flamethrowers and setting this guy ablaze. Hell, even Bob Kraft admitted that the pencil was in way over his head and that the hood man put the pencil in a terrible spot by giving him a job he should have never had in the first place. Long story short, everybody is happy to see Bob again in New England. And that's why Hunter Henry was getting peppered with questions about working with Bob, Bill O'Brien. And somehow that led to a question about whether or not Bob is showing Hunter a tight end and a good one. Film of Aaron Hernandez? And even stranger was the way Hunter Henry answered the question. How much Gronk and Hernandez tape have they show just with the tight end in his office? In his office. Oh yeah, I mean we we show we show a little bit for sure. Those guys are uh, legends around here, man. They they were very successful, uh, you know, obviously together, separate, everything. So um, definitely have showed some clips. Did Hunter just say that Aaron Hernandez is a legend around here? He really said that. Or did I hear that incorrectly? Or did I imagine that? Or did I hallucinate? Alvin, can you play that again before I go off? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, we, we show we show a little bit, for sure. Those guys are uh, legends around here, man. They, they were very successful, uh, you know, obviously together, separate, everything. So um, definitely have showed some clips. Damn. That's the hood man's culture, huh? Propping up a multiple murderer as a, quote, legend. Legends around here, man. Yeah, I don't know, Hunter. That's not a legend. That's a serial killer. That's not a legend. That's a murdering lunatic that the hood man harbored in his building for three full seasons. An herb before him. You would think they would have burned any trace of that dude ever existing, let alone breaking out game tape and propping him up as a, quote, legend. Legends around here, man. I mean, are we serious? A legend around here? Legends around here, man. Quote, they were very successful together, separate, everything. Separate. You mean separate from each other, separate from the facility? By separate, do you mean when he was off successfully murdering people? Is that what Hoodman and the Bob are calling successful and legendary? I mean, what are you going to tell me next? Are the Panthers showing their wide receivers Ray Carruth tape? 
Do you think that Dennis Allen is telling everybody down in New Orleans what a legend Darren Sharper was? Do you think they put on Henry Ruggs film in Vegas and reminisce about that blazing speed? Do you think that the Bills and Niners remind their players at camp every year that they want them to be just like OJ? OJ is a legend around here. Just think about how absolutely absurd this is. Hood man, it may or may not have actually come out of your mouth at some time, but it's happening on your watch, dude. Get your damn house in order, brah. You can't be propping up Aaron Hernandez as a legend. A legend's around here. Not now, not in 10 years, not in 100 years, and not ever. Especially when his brother is still out here allegedly threatening media members and accused of planning school shootings. But even if the dude didn't have a brother, you still can't be calling a multiple murderer a freaking legend around here, quote-unquote. Let's all face it, man. Hoodman's house has been a dumpster fire since Bacon45 dumped his ass. This is why Hoodman's seat is warm and getting warmer every single day. And it would be red hot if you weren't chasing Don Shula's record. This is where I usually do a little Hoodman voice. Defending himself against Radio Man. But this time, I'm going to let Julian Edelman handle the mumbler impersonation. Because Jules did one on the Kelsey Bros podcast recently, and it's actually pretty solid. Not better than mine, mind you, but pretty funny. Look, you this asshole. <laughs> I'm saying asshole. Look, asshole. Look, you fucking asshole. He always says like. Yeah. Like, we're not on this program all right i don't care where you're from what school you went to just shut the fuck up god damn i love it i love it dude in a funny way you know this isn't like in alabama where you played louisiana lafayette tech of institution for like your third week game okay this is national football league you'll hear like a receiver or some guy on a team and he'll say like you know we'd be disappointed if we can go to super bowl this year he goes super bowl it's march how about we just get better no red gloves over here. <laughs> I mean, can, me and Ernie can see that from the f- press box. Bill f- picks up the phone. He goes, yeah, I don't know what you're going to play. You're a good football player. See you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, thanks, Bill. I was so terrified of that dude. Because he would always quiz everyone. He'd go like, hey, Edelman, who's f- 72 on the wall in rookie camp? I go, I don't know, coach. He goes, that's Matt f- and light. The guy's only played nine years, has three f- Super. <laughs> like, sitting there next week, I'd appreciate it if you knew his f- name. Like I'm like, <laughs> pretty amazing. Needs more mumble, but pretty amazing. Imagine what the hood man tells the rookies about Aaron Hernandez. He's like, look up there on the bleeping wall. Who's number eighty-one up there? And the rookies like, uh. That's that's a murderer, coach. And Hoodman's like, that's Aaron bleeping Hernandez, and he's a damn legend, and I'd appreciate it if you treated him with some freaking respect, you bleeping rookie. There are legends around here? Legends around here, man. Albie, do we have time for your week that was? Roll it. 
Welcome to the jungle. What's going on? A very good Monday to you. My name is Jim Rome. It's good to be here. What's cracking? How was that weekend? Hit me up on the X. What is X? The no. X. X at me. Who wants to sex Mutombo? Best X's get re-X. X with me. Sex with me. I want to have X with all of you, too. I want to have S with him. It's going to be a big jungle or XG. Yeah! That's going to be your reward. You're going to ride your track. How the hell should he celebrate? Dude, could you sound any more arrogant or condescending? Why don't you tell me how I should celebrate? Celebrate by mowing grass on the tractor. Brian Harmon joining us. It sounds like you're still celebrating that win. There's a restaurant it's called Hickory Tavern. We're kind of like a troll against American barbecue where they all dress up in flannel and kind of making fun of American barbecue. But then we partied. I just wish I could have slipped in there. I wish I had the meeting ID and the password. Austin would have been like, anybody know a running back named Van Smack? I wonder how they started that conversation. <laughs> I mean, do they go right to, man, hey, how screwed are we? Or do they start off, how much you squatting these days? And I'm sure guys are like, well, what the hell am I supposed to do? Just go to and from the gym every single day? Can I not live my life at all? I- I'm not blaming Naeem. Like, he's just on his jet ski minding his own business, right? And somebody slams into him. Where do you draw the line? I, I, Alvin, wow. Andy Staples. It gives me a whole new respect for guys like you who put together a bunch of shows daily. I keep telling myself, just prep like Jim for the guests. I'm going to be okay. Hotani! Very lucky that I got here at this weird, great timing to have two and a half summers of Tommy, don't be this, thinking so. you can walk out the door when he walks out the door. You guys are not a package deal, all right, dude? Check! You know what that is? That's a guy that looks like a rat. And back in the day, we had an entire family of people that look like rats, which is why you hear the band rat with two T's. I just want to make sure you can keep up and understand what we're doing here. So it's all set up and it's all responsible. Well, I'm not saying that we didn't have a talk last night. What I am saying is the talk did not include prostitution Broken being low. legal. Have at it, son. Sincerely, Uncle Eric. Florida, Justin. Hello? You're on the air. Go ahead. Jesse. That, that cracks me up every single time. Alvin, it's not a good rule. Like, I'm wrong. My wife has moved on. Oh, okay, honey, no more blacking out in a cow costume in Wisconsin, okay? Jim Harbaugh suspended for buying recruit dinner and lying about it? Damn, tough scenes, NCAA. Cue the law and order, drop out. It's just the most overhyped, overrated thing ever. So, and I'm not going to have my family embarrassed. But I... I like this crowd. They get it. Remember, Tim Tebow was baseball for a hot minute. How many of these guys could be doing rugby or Australia? Excuse me. I don't know if he did. We just dump you and ask questions later. Patrick, on the changeover, was he drinking water out of a tennis can? (laughs) Yeah, he he shook it up before. You know, you put the top on, you shake it, and then you throw the water out, and then you fill it up. It is a great morning to be a Charger and a Charger fan. Show me your lightning bolt. Justin Herbert. In a phrase, love to see it. <laughs> love to see it. I do love to love see to it. Emails. It's it. It's lit. Hey, Justin, spend some of that new contract on some Clorox. <laughs> I don't know, Ron. <laughs> I think the Clorox is bleach. I think you meant Clearasil. Let's try it, X. Jeff sinks fast in a redneck submarine. Redneck submarine. Redneck submarine. We are also in possession of non human bodies all right that got a little scarier that's a little different that got real that got very real very quickly chris johnson via zoom yeah no you good and if anybody's down in orlando i got the airbnbs out by disney come on my the link is in my bio on my instagram my girlfriend is from anacrime of course in regards to some of these clothes that call sometimes man they sound like little kitty cats meow 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 meow
Dave Roberts. My guy, Romy, what is happening? How you doing, brother? So right now, brother. as we speak, I'm at Sherwood Country Club, Yay. taking a call, talking to my guy. So life is good, Romy. Who came up with the year-long smack-off season? That was me. Yeah. Brilliant. Mike Dunleavy Jr. I feel like my childhood was driving around the car with my dad listening to you on the show. Two lattes in the morning, first first one I see, and 40 minutes later, oh. I'm regretting it. So, he uh, blamed it on the lattes? Yeah, a little tight on cash, Jim, so I'm going to use these things called Fleck Bank Credits. Wow, Just dude, that was super gratuitous and unnecessary. Rowing the boat. War Kelly Clarkson. The guy glows in the dark, so. Man, the farm bags are candy. You know, those Delta Bravos over in Europe. You're going to ride your tractor. Go blue, loser. Don't forget I was a regular back on your TV show. Prostitution's legal down there, yo. Get some. A bag of corn and you, you have ten hogs. Come on, Jim. Tommy, <laughs> you're the man. Johnny Zidiot face. It's always good to get with you, Jim. Legends around here. So hate away. War Alien clones. Good night now! You're going to listen to that. That's not 30 years of the greatest hits. That's five days. You're going to listen to that and not tell me that this show isn't awesome still. Great job, Alvin. Good night now.